nerds, you're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash thenerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode! Welcome back, everybody, to High Flyer Radio. This is the best wrestling podcast on the planet Earth, on the YouTube, on the airwaves, wherever you freaking find it. We're the best. That's right. The multiverse. The multiverse, yeah. The multiverse of Raul, right? Because this is my place now. This is my place now, bro. Yeah. As always, it's Aiden Kosick here. Wait, what's it called? He's here with me. But the person who's talking to you, of course, and all of y'all, because it's fucking time, bro. This is the first one, bro. It's me, your high flyer radio champion of the fucking world, man. Not the two, bro. The one. I'm the one, bro. I am the one. Look at that, man. I want y'all to see this. This is what your beautiful Patreon. No, it wasn't your Patreon money. Never mind. I was like, yeah, you want to run that one back, Raul? No, never mind. You want to run that one back, Raul? Like I said, this this is a symbol. And you know what? Everybody always just crying about it on Twitter, crying about it in the Discord, bro. But truly, man, this shows you. If you work hard enough, you put your blood, sweat, and tears into it, it doesn't matter if you lose eight times. All that counts is one moment, bro. All that counts is one moment, bro. What's up, Ian? I just I don't know how many how many months of this I'm gonna have to deal with somebody Lord Kylie, please, full gear. God bless. Never in my life would I would I have thought that I would be asking Kylie to to do the job and come in and put an end to this. But you know, we've we've got a we've got another event next weekend to get to, man. But uh yeah, yeah, you know. Here today, before we get into the episode, speaking of events, I got a little something, you know, before we get started here today, you know, it, it is Friday, September 30th, 2022, and you know what that means. That means that the Royal Rumble tickets are now on sale. I know myself. I know that the man that you see right here, the High Fly Radio Champion Commissioner, the big dog, I know he's also planning and, you know, our... Our third man, Jabril, we're planning on being at the Royal Rumble. And I know, you know, to be at the Royal Rumble, you know, we'll we'll be using uh we'll be using today's sponsor, SeatGeek. You dig? You know what I'm saying? If you guys also would like to be at the Royal Rumble or any other live events that may interest you guys, you know, I don't know, GCW shows, uh damn uh NXT white and gold shows. I don't know, man. I don't know what they got on SeatGeek, man, but you know, if you if you want twenty dollars off with your first purchase, be sure to use code the Nerd Corpse. If you're watching on YouTube, it's right down below us, so it's on screen for you guys. Use code the Nerd Corpse at SeatGeek for twenty dollars off, man. So shout out to SeatGeek for sponsoring the show. N e r d c o r p s, right there. Sorry. Don't air it out. Don't air it out. That's it, Look at that, Bro, you see how yeah. professional I did that? I'm really proud of myself. Yes, I, pre- I prepared that. I prepared that. Yes, sir. And guess what, man? I just started to work, bro. So these tickets are gonna get purchased soon. So what's Woo. it called? Yeah, man. I finally got put into the system at work. I'm working. So you know, January 25th, I will be honored to be standing in those stands with you all. Still your high fly radio champion. Because guess what? Next week it's an off day. Yeah, you know, that moron decided he wanted to come for my job title. Yeah. Oh, I'm so scared. 
oh man, so scared about losing my job title. At the end of the day, this still stays on me. And this is as much power as it is to be commissioner, bro. So, you know, Brad can, Brad can come, in for, come for that title all he wants, bro. He can have that one any day of the week. Shit, man, I might just want to even just, at the end of the day, if he loses shit, I might just even give it to him for sympathy, bro. But, you know, what's it called? I guess Kylie's the only one I have to worry about. But uh, next it, week, it, it, it was sent in to me from corporate. Corporate, you know, is off for all of October. You know, it it is it is Gio's birthday, so for you know for some reason he gets the entire month off. I don't I don't know how that works, but uh, you know I, I will be I will be officiating next weekend. Extreme Rules, and it's worth noting if Brad does succeed, then at Crown Jewel, he will be allotted that next title shot ahead of the match with Kylie. So, you know, there's a lot on the line here. There's a lot on the line here. A lot of the line, bro. It's all good. Rack them up. Bring them out. Like, hey, like the great Jay-Z one said, Aiden, bring them out. Bring them out. Damn right. Oh, man. God bless. Yeah, y'all. want to get started with the show. (laughs) You want to talk about some professional wrestling? Wrestling, bro. Yes, sir, man. Um, well, either way, I hope you're doing good, Aiden. Hope that you, uh, what's it called, been doing man. well. Uh, just, I just started to work already, bro. So we're good, man. I'm, I'm feeling good, man. <laughs> I'm like, there's not a lot of things that are worrying me right now. We're good now. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the Rumble. The Rumble is going to be a Fuck lot of yeah. fun being down there, dude. That's going to be, yeah. that's going to be an experience for sure. Yeah, dude, it was so much fun when I went with, uh, with Jabril to the one here in oh, Houston. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was last. a lot of fun. Yeah, the dude. last live rumble. Oh, wait, I guess it was the second to last live rumble. Yeah, so, dude. I needed yeah, to go it was to a lot of show. fun. Yeah, dude, that, that place went fucking nuts when when uh, when, Edge, when came Edge came out. Oh, my God, yeah. dude, it was wild. Yeah, that pop was crazy to hear live. But, um, yeah, I guess, y'all, y'all want to we want to start with this? Because, uh, you know, it's an honorary oos. To talk about the honor, the honorary oos, man, the 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 real man. You know what's funny is the Royal Rumble this year. When I put that fucking belt that you have on the map, I was wearing my uh my Sami Zayn shirt. You know, so I'm 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 glad to see that Roman Reigns presented Sami Zayn with a new shirt, man. But I just wanted to. I had we had to talk about this segment, dog. I loved it. I love the, that. The look segment. on this man's face right here. Give this man a title. Give this man something. Yeah. Dude, he should honestly just like, he should have the 24-7 title. And then any time that somebody tries to like come in and, and what's it called, take it from him, like just solo, just what's it called? Yeah. Like just knocks him out. Just knock him out. That'd be great. Solo just walks in. Yeah. Decks him. That's it. I love yeah, the man. way that they're playing Solo and Sammy's uh, relationship here. Like their whole friendship and. Just the whole like partnership is just great, dude. I love that. Yeah, I love everything involving Sami Zayn and the Bloodline right now. Uh, honestly, like, I know. I mean, we were just talking about the Rumble, and everyone thinks that Cody's gonna come back at the Rumble, which he probably will, and he's probably gonna win it. But I don't know, man. I feel like there's something to be. I I don't know. I just feel like there's so much more there with Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. Like, I feel like if you wanted to tell Jay. that story. You could, yeah. yeah, but that's the thing too. I, you know, Jay's been like, Jay's been like really standing out these past couple months, man. Like, am I, am I not the only one that sees that? Like, oh, yeah. like I'm starting, I'm especially, especially since when Vince left, the first thing that they did with the Usos was like, all right, you guys can dress however you want individually now. You don't have to dress the exact same. You know, we get that you're twins, but you're individual people. And ever since they started doing that, I feel like Jay Uso has really been standing out from Jimmy. And it's not so like shit on Jimmy because they're both, you know, you know, they're both great in ring. You know what I mean? But like something about like Jay Uso's charisma and like his facial expressions and everything that he's like, like he like he legit has sold me on the fact that I think that this man shoot hates Sami Zayn. Like, I think that this man despises Sami Zayn as an individual. Uh, I fully believe it. You know, I, I think Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, you know, taking the tag titles off of the Usos would be a great story. But I don't know. I just, I think that there's so much more. I think there's so much more in, in the next couple of years for WWE with Sami Zayn and Jey Uso particularly coming out of all this, man. I really like, like, what's it called? You know, going going further than that, just the moments where 
Sammy, like even before, has been doing these segments, and you can tell where Jay's almost like broken character because Sammy's really got into him. Like, yeah. you know, he like starts cracking that smile a little bit, and then he like gets snaps right back into it. Um, yep. but like, I just I've been loving this. I love this segment. Uh, first of all, just like what's it called, Roman just finally addressing Solo, and he tells him, like, um, I know the elders sent you, but you answer to me now, and I'm like, oh, oh shit, okay. And he's just like, acknowledge me. And it's like, oh, sh like, um, I like I like that, you know, that, that Solo is there. And you can actually feel like the presence and the importance of having Solo. It doesn't feel like they just added one more to add one more. It's yeah. like, it's just so he's fucking badass, bro. When they all yeah. enter together and you and you see them all. And it's like, ah, yeah. yeah. And you know, and this is like, this is this, like, I've always kind of been like, man, I wonder why. Like, I wonder why Heyman's the guy, you know what I mean? But, like, it didn't really hit on me until this week, actually. I was watching, like, just some old, like, NWA, like, old WCW tape just for the fuck of it. Just because, you know, I wanted to watch Flair and Steamboat because why not? It's one of the greatest matches of all time. But, like, watching some of those cards and seeing, like, Paulie dangerously walking out with, a, walking out with the Samoan SWAT team. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, this shit goes back decades bro you know mm -hmm. like he's he's out there with the fucking mullet and he's got the he's got the flowers around his neck and i'm like bro this man this man been the wise man this man been the wise man since the 80s man like that's that's nuts to me but uh you know that's really cool but yeah man the bloodline best 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 faction in wrestling right now dude like genuinely like genuinely they're like the, to me they're like the hottest thing in wrestling right now just personally like everything that they do i'm interested in you know, I, you know, and, it, and it's crazy because they were starting to get stale there for a little while earlier in the year. And I feel like just in, just in the past couple of months, like they've just been so reinvigorated. Sami Zayn's done a great job in that. Solo being added in was really cool. I hate that they stripped him of the NXT North American title. Still I thought confuses that was stupid. It's yeah. really dumb that they even did that, considering that they taped him getting stripped of the title before he actually defended it that same week on SmackDown doesn't make any sense to me but you know whatever I was still confused by that because they're like you weren't what's it called uh you weren't sanctioned to compete in that but carmelo threw out an open challenge that yeah, means no one is sanctioned to what's it called in that match and it's like i'm still really confused by that um i guess what's it called we're just i don't know what they've got planned for um what's it called uh for solo now um i would I don't think they're going to take the, the title off of uh, Gunther anytime soon. So, like, I don't think Solo's going to go for the Intercontinental. But um, I think that, um, that, what's it called? It was really confusing as to how they handled that. And uh, I'm still kind of, like, a bit, like, okay, that was kind of dumb. Yeah. I don't, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me, especially because, like, it feels like, too, like, it's time to bring Carmelo up. I feel like a really cool way to do mm -hmm. it would have been, like, get something out of this fact that like you know you came you came down to my show when you were already on smackdown you came down to my show you took my title you know and 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 then you left you know what i mean and you and you vanquished it like you just left like that mm -hmm. you came down you disrespected me like i'd like to see carmelo come up to the main roster and like start something on smackdown yeah. like i feel like that would be great but you know i i don't know if that's what they're gonna do right now but you know yeah, you know, it's, it's quite a question. I, I don't know what they're gonna do with this NXT white and gold thing that's coming up either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Apparently, that's gonna be, you know, they're not. They're just still calling it NXT, but it is gonna be basically like the third brand or the third, the third rendition, or I guess the fourth rendition of NXT. Fourth, yeah, because two point was actually three point oh. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is NXT four point guys. Like we're 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 moving on up, man. Yep, bro. Um. But I love that segment. I love how what's called Roman once again reiterates just and like and it's before like you even bring up the whole stuff with with uh, with Paul Heyman because like in the beginning of the Tribal Chief uh, gimmick once it started like even Heyman brought up the fact that like I what's it called helped your your you know your yeah, your yeah, great uncles yeah. uh, uh, Sifa and Aka and uh, he was like the Wild Samoans and he's been in that line. He's been in like yeah. that's kind of like the reason why. What's it called? I love the how how Heyman's been a part of that because you can tell the history, but also Heyman knows just how crazy they are and how much they've been able to do here in the industry. That's why every time that Roman's kind of slipped up, and like 
you know, I always remember that one time when, when Roman just starts like, like snaps and he starts yelling into the mic and you just see him in the back, like, like, yeah, yeah. You can tell, like, it's just also the fact that he's been with them for so long, so long time. He knows what they're capable of, that that kind of scares him a bit too. And that's how Roman's been able to like kind of manipulate him and keep him in line as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to see like, I don't know. I, I wonder how, like, what is the final? Because whenever the whenever Roman loses, it's gonna be the most WWE like it. Like I'm already like it's not gonna be a clean finish at all. It's gonna be like Cody Rhodes hits a crossroads on Paul Heyman. Like the Usos run out. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn like attack the Usos and like yeah. I don't know. Seth Rollins turns babyface and like beats up Solo Sokoa. I don't know. Some it's gonna be like nuts whenever that moment finally comes. But I'm ready for it, man. WrestleMania 39. I'm pretty sure is the moment. Pretty sure we're all prepared for it. But I, you know, I'm I'm prepared for the next couple months of storytelling to get there. You know, yeah. WWE's doing some really great stuff, man. I'm just like part of me just yeah. Part of me just wishes that like fuck that the Rock would come in for that match. Like I I just I God that match. I don't count it out, man. I, I I really. You know, don't count it out, man. But, yeah, because uh, that, like, I, what's it called? Here, unplug in. Uh, what's it called? Reach for the ropes, y'all. What's it called? Go join Reach for the ropes on Facebook. What's it called? It's a great Facebook group that I'm part of that we talk wrestling. Um, you know, everyone, what's it called? There's, you know, people in there who are like, no, no, The Rock needs to, what's it called, come in. If he's going to come in, he needs to, what's it called, uh, let's go put some of these new, new talent over. You know, like, that's a big rub that they can get. It's like, cool, dude. But, like, dude, this is the match. Like, this is the fucking match. The mat, the one match that like, if the Rock comes back, you don't bring him back to have fucking the Rock versus Braun Strowman. No, like you have him to be the Rock versus. Oh my Rock god, I would Ray. roll my eyes so fucking hard if they came back and it was Brock versus like there or Rock versus Braun Strowman. There's only yeah. one guy that we want to see Rock face at this point. It's Roman. You know, Roman. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, man. I guess things will start to become a little clear road to WrestleMania time, you know, in January. Uh, my favorite time of pro, pro, pro wrestling is the road to WrestleMania. That's when shit gets really, really, really good. So I'm um, excited for that. But there was some other stuff that went down this week that was I was quite happy about. It was nice to see your return. You know, when hubby comes back, wifey's got to come back too. You just can't bring yep. you can't bring one without the other, bro. Kendall Ray came back and uh she looks great, bro. She's doing. She was doing great in the ring. Uh, good reaction. Good reaction good from reaction, the crowd when bro. she came back. That was yeah. that was that's the most. That's one of the most important parts. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. Is like a lot of wrestlers seems to be seem to be worried, and I know that that was one of the things that uh, that I remember Triple H kind of talking about when um, when he came back that first time when he tore his quad, the very first time he tore his quad, not the second time. He was like. Is anybody gonna remember me? Like I'm gonna come out and like I don't think anybody's gonna remember me. I'm not gonna get a reaction. And here you go. You got Cancel Ray who came back and it's like, oh shit, the people remember who you are, and you get She's a good back reaction. From a baby. She had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> she went out and had a whole baby. Yeah. yeah. So Candace, Candace, she been gone. She's been doing a lot of things, you know. And I'm I'm glad that she got that reaction, dude. It's it's the women's division needs more women's rest women's wrestlers like candace loray you know uh mia yim's contract is coming up soon at impact you know i, I hope to see her coming back to wwe i'm pretty sure that's going to happen you know but like seeing people like her you know it's it's everything that they've done with uh damage control shows that like these women are like okay there's something to come back for there's something to do you know what i mean even if it's not raw and smackdown title right now you know like building this women's tag division i feel like is really important and uh, part of this return, the, the thing that I really liked about this return, too, was the fact that she came back against Nikki A.S.H. And it mm-hmm. kind of seems, you know, she squashed Nikki A.S.H. So it seems as though, like, based on the reaction after the match to Nikki A.S.H. taking the mask off and throwing it down, finally, like, hopefully we're going to get a return back to, like, Nikki Cross. Like, I would, you know, like, Nikki Cross, throw on SmackDown, put her with back with a... Uh, you know, like the Viking Raiders, because isn't like one of isn't one of them like her husband? Like throw her with those yes. guys. Yeah, throw um, her with those guys. I feel like that would be like a really dope group. Like if she was just like this like 
crazy animal like barbarian kind of chick you know i feel like that would be like super sick i feel like that's something that would be needed on smackdown especially with that being like a primarily babyface women's division um or needing to be you know when the raw ones start starting to need more baby faces on there because nikki cross could be a good heel over there especially with uh this and extreme rules match coming up with bailey and bianca i'm pretty sure Bailey's gonna win that, so we're gonna need good baby faces on Raw. So Nikki Nikki Cross, hopefully she returns, goes back to SmackDown. Candice LeRae, it's good stuff. I like it all. Yeah, what's it called? Um, yeah, I forgot. No, um, his her husband is a uh, Killian Dane, bro. Killian oh, Killian Dane. Dane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's not. not he's, he, not he's, he's yeah. He's he gone. <laughs> he gone. Killian Dane is gone. He, he's out of there. But uh, bring Killian Dane back. You know, Killian Dane was on a uh, was on AW a couple weeks ago doing doing something. Bring Killian Dane back, man. I feel like Killian Dane. Yeah, would I want be all like, of Sanity back. I want them yeah, to do Sanity bring him again. on, man. Yeah, Eric Young, bro. Like, I wish Triple they... H is literally going through his phone book. Like, <laughs> you thinking, hey, man, the business. You thinking about coming back to the business? You know, like, no, uh, I've been laughing my ass off at the whole Bobby Fish memes. <laughs> what was it called? <laughs> hey, boss. You got room for me, boss? Hey, man, I'm listening to some Motorhead right now. Thinking about you. You know I go to war for you, right, boss? (laughs) I'm listening to Motorhead right now. (laughs) I was watching uh, WrestleMania 21 uh, when Motorhead is sitting. And it's like, bro, what are you saying, bro? Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, Let me, me, look, rest in peace to the uh, legend. That is what's it called? Let me kill Meister, but um, hey, yeah, half of the time, half of the time, you couldn't understand a goddamn thing that Lemmy was saying because he would just sing like like he was fucking having a stroke, bro. Holy <laughs> shit, man! Yeah, but um, oh you know. my god, no, nah, man, the Bobby Fish, the Bobby Fish thing is hilarious, bro. Like, dude was on on interviews. I would go to war for Triple H. Well, buddy, I don't think Triple H would show to the battle for you, my guy. Because <laughs> you're at fucking impact right now, bro. Chilling, man. Like, yo, Bobby Fish literally calling Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly up being like, yo, guys, we should we need to go back, right? Like, like UE, right? Like, we need to we need to go back to the game, right? And they're like, mm, nah, I don't think that's gonna work for me, big dog. And, no, uh, man. <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah. those two guys are gonna have something really cool to do. I'll, I'll bring it up a little bit later on in the show, but you know, poor Bobby oh, Fish, is, uh, poor Bobby Fish, man. Ah, uh, cause so look, I like Bobby Fish. I, I I liked Bobby Fish in AEW, his run, you know. And then after Did you a like while, when he, he kicked of, out of the GTS. Yeah, I loved it when he kicked out of it. Dude, he was shooting about that, bro. He shot about that. Yeah, oh, he actually oh. does. He actually said that Puck was kind of an asshole, bro. After that match with with, with him. Um, but, well, I mean, I don't know. blame him. Fucking Bobby Fish kicked out of the GTS at three. Like, goddamn. Like, bro, like, right after Punk had just come back into the company, too. And it was like one of his like first like three or four matches. And you're trying to get the guy over. And it's before all the shit popped off. And he fucking kicks yeah. out of the GTS. Like, I remember that night, too, being like, whoa. And then Punk, <laughs> like, literally turns around. And he's like, I don't think that was supposed to happen. Oh, <laughs> uh, like, but. Uh, like Tony yeah. Khan's gonna hear about this one, buddy, and uh, and he did. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> Poor dude, Bobby now he's on Impact, baby, where you can see it on Twitch.tv's. Uh, <laughs> or I don't know where the <laughs> fuck they be putting Impact now. Hey, who, speak, Bobby Fish, man, he might uh, he might he might be showing up sooner than you think. Oh yeah, bro. <laughs> oh my god, bro. Oh man. Yo, imagine if the White Rabbit shows up at the end of Extreme Rules and it just cuts. It's it just cuts to a, a the mouth guard and you just see it smile and it zooms out and it's Bobby, Bobby Fish, Fish with the fresh. I mustache. told you I was going to war for you, Triple H. <laughs> oh Danny. my god, bro! They're literally doing the UE theme. Be incredible! I love it. Oh my god, man! Yeah, those memes have been fucking hilarious, bro. I just poor bobby fish yeah you can go watch him on impact y'all if you really want to uh I, at least when it comes to me i i do my best uh to not do what's go overload the schedule and i'm not about to overload it with impact wrestling i'm good i'm good um but um of they course got some, they got some good stuff man but you know i bet i bet i just you know fool yeah, me I once know. shame on you 
told me twice, shame on me. And I'm not trying to find out a third time. I know uh, George Bush. Yep, yep, exactly. Fuck George Bush, but yeah, to quote George Bush. Um, what's it called? He brought it up right now, but um, what's it called? What everybody on the freaking face of the earth who watches the sport professional wrestling has been going nuts about the white rabbit. The white rabbit. This has been wild um, because at first, that first, very first one we got, that nice little, little what's it called? Like the, hang, the game of Hangman, right? You know, said who yeah. killed the world and it was you did. It gave us the date of 923, 923. And I was like, okay, let's go. Smackdown's going to be a must see, I guess. We're going to see what happens. Nobody shows up. One more, some more clues. Which, by the way, I'm not mad at that. That shit's fun. I like that oh, they're yeah. actually like kind of, you know, teasing a bit more and like giving more clues. It gives incentive to watch because you're like, oh, okay, what's going to be the next one? What are we going to look now? And uh, yeah, what have you been thinking about this stuff, Aiden? Because this is to me, this is like really, really smart stuff from Triple H over there. Like, man, me, I'm like. I'm getting super excited, but I'm also like having to temper my expectations because I'm like, okay, if it isn't Bray, I don't want to be like disappointed with whoever it may be. But at this point, with like how hard and how aggressive they've been on getting this getting this buzz out there, which I'm with you, the way that they've been doing is really cool. Like the way that it started, like not even being on the show first, but being just like they're yeah. playing the music in between like the commercial, commercial breaks, breaks yeah. on like Raw and SmackDown and people are like recording it being like, oh, what is this? Like, this is cool. And then obviously you get the red lighting. So obviously you think about <laughs> the fiend, you know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, all the memories come back and, you know, you're starting to see the white rabbit stuff with the QR codes. And like you said, with the hangman and it pointing back to all this stuff from like what Bray was doing way back when. Obviously, I feel like, man, it's got to be Bray Wyatt. But regardless, I just think that it's really interesting. I'm really looking forward to seeing how this plays out. Um, Fightful Select today, they reported saying that, uh, you know, whoever whoever it may be, it's, it's being indicated internally over at WWE that the debut for them is going to be at Extreme Rules. So we'll see how that goes. I wonder, like, I wonder when they'll show up. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and I also wonder, like, I wonder what the main event's going to be for Extreme Rules, too, because there's no bloodline. Like, nobody no. from the bloodline is on the card this year. You know what I mean? So it's like, what's going to be the main be event? Cross and I think it's going to be Karrion and, and Drew. I think it might be them, too. Uh, but it's just. Brother, it's just oh, can we, let's park it real here, right here, real quick, because I want to talk to you about this, because I know that you're like a cross guy. Yeah. Kind are you? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> are you feeling. Yeah. Are you interested in what they're doing with Cross right now in WWE, man? Kinda. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of am kind of feeling it. Um, I think that there's still a lot of work to do before you put a title on him. But I think that I wouldn't have put him into a feud with Drew McIntyre right out the gate. Um, I think you would have put him somebody else. Because Drew's a pretty high profile, uh, what's it called wrestler there, who's like for you to get a to get a what's it called a a feud with Drew, that means like some serious shit. They take you really seriously. Whereas like maybe I would have if, if AJ wouldn't have been like you know busy with whatever they're doing with Finn Balor and all of there, I would have loved to have done like a like a, a AJ and, and and Cross. But I don't know, man. I like it. It's okay. I'm not loving it, you know. But yeah, um, Cross. Cross has always been more so the build. It's a and lot the of promos. smoke and mirrors there with Cross, yeah. man. Yeah, with Cross, it's always been about the the you know the promos, the build, and like the segments. Once he gets in the ring, it's like mm, yeah. the reason why I bring this up right now, too, is with this excitement for like the white rabbit and people at first were like oh they brought up like the lucha underground stuff maybe this is carrying cross obviously it's not carrying cross no, he squashed it real quick yeah, yeah. It, if this is indeed bray wyatt i feel like this just undercuts cross so hard with what he's doing right now on the main roster and i'm already to be honest with you really not that interested in it anymore like especially after the segment last week you know i really haven't been feeling this feud that much with drew mcintyre like why is it 
why do we put the black and white filter over everything whenever he shows up? Like, am I supposed to, like, I don't understand what that's about. I feel like his promos have been kind of like, you know, like they're Bray Wyatt, whenever he does these wordy promos and I hate to like do direct comparisons, but like whenever he does these wordy promos, I always feel like there's something of substance. And like, every time I go back, I get something a little bit different out of it. It feels like Karrion Cross is a guy who's trying really fucking hard to sound edgy in every yeah. promo that he's in, and he's not really saying anything at all, you know. And it and it doesn't help that they're putting him up against pretty much their biggest baby face that they have in the company right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I, I mean maybe Matt Riddle's the biggest baby face in the company. We'll see after this weekend. But you know, Drew McIntyre just came off of a really hot main event with Roman Reigns to the point where like. People on the internet were legit like, if he beats Roman Reigns, like, we don't, like, we're not even going to be mad about it. Like, we understand, like, this guy deserves it. You know what I mean? Like, so putting him in this feud right away with Drew McIntyre, not really giving him any matches for people to, like, be excited about on weekly television. You know, the the segment this week on, this past week on SmackDown wasn't that great, you know, especially with, like, the fireball thing that they tried to do with uh, the Scarlet (laughs) that, like, whiffed so hard and then they, like, came back from commercial break and then showed it to you again in slow motion missing uh which didn't make any sense to me i don't know it's just something about this like i'm not really that into it man to be honest with you like i feel like it might be time to go back again to like the drawing board with carrying cross and be like yo man like you might yeah. you just might not be it bro. like because i I, I feel like carrying cross would be really cool for like the intercontinental title or something but like i don't i just don't see him as like universal champion one day which is the segment that they decided to bring him in on so obviously like subconsciously that's in my mind going okay this guy's gonna be main event one day but i don't see it yeah and i've always been in the camp that i believe that carrion should have uh scarlet speak for him uh scarlet yeah. should be the one who does her speaking for him he doesn't she he carrion shouldn't have to talk and the only time that he has to talk is when things have gone in really 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 what's it called in need for it uh but i always felt like scarlet should be his her mouth his mouthpiece and be his valet well what's it called he's the enforcer and he's the one who has to actually go out there and do the do the, the actual match but um i don't know man i i've, I've been okay with it I, I don't i just uh yeah cross cross is never something that i was like a big big like you say like i'm a cross guy i'm like yeah i kind of am a cross guy but i'm not huge on cross to the point where i'm like yeah, I like love it. Like I'm I'm like eh on it right now. I'm liking it, but we'll see where it goes. But We're if you do bring seeing. Bray, yeah, if you bring Bray, it's gonna undercut cross a lot. Unless they really go with the whole what's it called thing that everybody's been talking about. It were like the his characters, Bray's characters from the Firefly Fun House actually come to life. And it's like, you know, what's it called? Um Cross is one of those characters that were in the Firefly Fun House and you know, you can have Dexter Loomis in there, who is also part, who's also one of the characters, and of course, the witch would, of course, be Scarlet. Yeah, Scarlet's the witch, and we'll see. But yeah, if you bring in Bray uh, in Extreme Rules, you kind of do undercut a lot of what Cross is doing. But everybody so far has gotten what's it called? Uh, for the White Rabbit has been debunked at this point. Like they first said it was Cross, and they're like, okay, no. Yeah, and they said it was Edge. Spray. Yeah. Then they said it was Edge. Nope, because Edge just came out last week. And then now the new word around town is that it's Corbin <laughs> for some reason. Oh, people think it's Baron Corbin. Um, I don't think so. Um, and now people are saying that it's Dominic. I, I don't what think What if it's it was Dominic. Randy Orton and he like had like some crazy ass gimmick change? Wouldn't that be crazy? I would have said that before I read what I read today. It seems that Randy is like taking a while with his injury. And that word around town. I think town, Randy will be back yeah. for Mania. I think he'll yeah. be back for Mania. Way around town, it's possibly that Randy might be looking into retirement soon too. It's like the, yeah. the, the I think Randy the... and Riddle's got to be a few like that. They've they put so much stock into Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, RK Bro, man. That was that was one of the bright sides of a of a really <laughs> long, long like last reign that Vince McMahon had in these past couple of years that has been WWE creative, but. RK Bro was one of the bright spots of it on occasion. And you know, yeah. people really liked Randy and, and and Riddle together, man. I, I feel like all signs were turning towards like a Randy Orton heel turn again on on Riddle to to really set Riddle's 
you know, get get him going, you know what I mean? But I feel like Riddle's been great, man. Everything that he's doing with Rollins. Him and Rollins are yeah. killing it right now, dude. Rollins had an interview with Ariel Hawani today that I listened to a little bit before we started today. It was a great interview, man. Like, I feel like you should listen to it. Fuck yeah, man. I'll, I'll look at it. He was talking about how, like, he never really feels like he's been the guy. Like, every time that he's been the guy, there was a guy just ahead of him. And, like, how he feels like it's his destiny to become someone who's as big as a Roman Reigns and a John Cena. You know what I mean? And yeah. talking about how, like, the Shield, how he was like, our goal is to be the top three guys in the business. And I feel like we are. And they are. 100%. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's good, you know. Good for them, eh. man. Like WWE yeah. really called it with the shield, man. They they were like these Fuck three that. guys here. They're they they are the future of the biz. Moxley's on the greatest run that he's ever had. Roman Reigns is on the greatest run that he's ever had. I I say give it another couple months and Rollins might be on the greatest run that he's ever had. Yeah, you know? that's why it always baffles me when everybody's like, "Oh, dude, WWE didn't create any new stars during like 2009 to 2022." And I was like. What are you talking about? The three biggest, what's it called, people in professional wrestling right now are young people who started, who were brought in and were made a big deal when they first came in. Fucking, it's Moxie, Roman, and Seth. Um, and I, I don't know. Look, I mean, Seth has the has the right to feel how he feels. I think that he was the guy in, what's it called, when, because they wouldn't just give the first person to cash in and first person to cash in successfully at the grandest stage of them all to just some, just any person. Like that, that's an accolade that's given to somebody who they see as like, this is the pe- person that can like really be the face of our company. But um, yeah. yeah, but then again, like, you know, I don't know if they would ever give, like, I don't know if I've ever been interested in seeing a major baby face run of Seth as the face of WWE because like, I don't know. I don't like Seth, face Seth. I've never been a fan of face Seth. I don't I, know, man. I, I really love, lo- I Seth. like baby face Seth, man. Like I really like, Monday Night Rollins, whenever he was doing that whole thing in like 2019, like that was some of the only stuff that I was actually interested in on Raw. Like I was actually really pumped that year to like for going into like Lesnar versus Rollins at Mania, even though the match was kind of boo boo, you know. Yeah. But like I was really into that stuff at the time. But they fucking killed it whenever they decided to put the Fiend against him. You know, they just yeah. completely shit on that whole run, which I feel like he was really starting to really take off. But you know. Yeah. It, it is uh, what it is, but, you know, definitely go listen to that interview today. Yeah, I'll definitely go listen to it. <sighs> All right, so uh, moving over to AEW. Um, what's it called? If y'all didn't watch Grand Slam, which I did, it was fantastic. I really liked Grand Slam. Good show. Uh, fuck, yeah, it was a really good show. Um, but um, we have a new person in, w- in AEW. Uh, I... Look, y'all, I, I, everybody knows if you, what's it called, knew me back in 2013, bro. Uh, a little, a little, a little uh, wrestler here who was called Paige was somebody who I was like a real big fan. What's called Emma versus Paige for the uh, NXT Women's, to, to crown the first NXT Women's Champion at that one NXT TakeOver is one of my favorite matches in women's wrestling and probably of wrestling of all time. It's such a great match. Um, that's why every time kind of like Paige brings everybody always says like, Oh, Paige and AJ Lee started the, uh, the women's revolution. It's like, no, not really. Emma, Emma, like nobody gives Emma that what's it called? Uh, the, 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 the respect that she deserves for that, for that match. Um, but, uh, Paige now known as her real name, Soraya is in a W I'm not exactly sure what they're going to have her do right now. Because uh, it seems that is she is she medically clear to compete? No, no, she's not. That's the thing too, right? Is that it's like they brought her out in this massive angle in Grand Slam. You know, you had all 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 the heels are beating up all the baby faces right after the Fatal Four Way at Grand Slam. You know, Britt Baker standing there, blood just gushing out of her nose, and then music hits. People are like, who is it? You know, it's Soraya. She walks out. She's like this. You know, walks into the ring. And Dave Meltzer noted, like, as soon as she walked into the ring, everyone immediately, like, got out of the ring. So that was, like, his first indication to be like, okay, she's probably not medically cleared. Like, there's got to be no no contact here. And she said this week on her promo on Dynamite, basically, like, I'm damaged, but I'm not broken. Which apparently is meant to be her way of saying, like, I'm not medically cleared yet, but we're working on it. Like, but I don't know, man. Like, I, I... to me, I, 
I don't know. I feel a little. I'll be honest, man. I feel like a little bit cheated. <laughs> the the way that they debuted her, it really made it feel like holy shit. Like Paige is back in wrestling. Like she's about to. Yeah. Uh, like we're about to see Paige versus Tony Storm. Paige versus Thunder Rosa. Paige versus Jamie Hader. Paige versus Britt Baker. Like all these matches start flowing down your head. You're like, oh shit, Paige versus Jade might be the might be the biggest women's wrestling match of all time. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's like shit like that. And you're like, holy shit. Like, but it really doesn't appear to be that way. It almost yeah. seems as though she's like the William Regal of NXT. Like, she's like, I'm she's like, I'm the women in charge of the women's division, which and I'm I want to talk about that segment with you. Yeah, I'm not mad if they bring her to do no. that. Just don't debut her because like, you know, the that division needs somebody to mentor them. And who better than fucking Paige? You know, pages who's also what's it called? Very what's it called well versed in what she was doing in Europe. She knows that style. She knows a slower style like WWE. And what's it called? Now she's gonna be in this one. So you know, you have a great role for her as a mentor. But I agree with you. Why debut her like that and make her look like she's what's it called? Gonna be competing in the ring. Um, I wasn't gave her her own entrance with like her own like special effects. Like that's like. Yeah. That's something that you give to the wrestlers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but I, I, I don't know. Whatever. We'll see. We'll see what they do with it. Yeah. That, uh, that was just the grand yeah. slam part of it, you know. Yeah, I wasn't wasn't a big fan of the whole what's it called um, uh, of of the of the promo she did, especially with you know her doing the same thing everybody else does when they're ex WWE. They always got to throw a little shot at yeah. WWE in there. It's like at this point, it just feels like cheap. What's it called? It's just corny. It feels corny. Cheap pop. Cheap pop. Um, especially because also of course, the time like, period too, where like it, like, like we, like, like we said, man, the honeymoon, the honeymoon phase in AW is over. Like the fans yeah. are at the point now where it's like, nah, we view you the same as we view everyone else now. You know what I mean? So it's <laughs> yep. like the, the little the digs at WWE don't even hit anymore. Whenever you've got WWE out here putting on a great show every week. You know, and it, like it's hard. It's hard to shit on them whenever it's like, no, I actually, I, I like that show now. Like that show is a good show now. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, like it's it's hard to do that. And also, just knowing how much that how much they had Paige's back, bro. Like just all they yeah. did for Paige, and Paige has like gone on record to say like, yeah, you know, they they did so much for her, and you know, it just feels like. You know, it felt, it felt, and like, of course, what's it called? You and I, we're not Paige. We're not going to know exactly what happens. We don't know what they told Soraya. You know, we don't know what actually happens. But like, to me, that part just came off of like Tony being like in the back, being like, hey, go get a little cheap Pete out here. Go get some cheap yeah. pop right here. You know? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I, I, it was so corny to me. Um, she, she was a little rusty. She's just back, but I, what's it called? Um, Paige just, what's it called? Uh, She's gonna, she's gonna, she's back, so she's gonna take her time to get back into it. But um, if she's gonna be playing like the role of basically uh, unofficial GM, I don't mind. But please yeah. don't put her in the ring until she really is ready and she is medically cleared. Because like I'm gonna be real honest, bro. Some of those like I'm looking back at like the whole like Sammy and Tay match against uh, what's it called um, against um, Ortiz and um, and Ruby. And just yeah, the yeah. way that, like, that match went and her, like, falling on her neck. Like, I'm just starting to think, like, some of these wrestlers should not get their hands on, on Paige yeah, like, until yeah. she's ready, ready. Yeah, like, if she's to wrestle anyone, like, throw in there with Serena Deeb and Tony Storm and I'm good. <laughs> like, I'm like good. that's Don't... it. Like, I'm like, give her the two safest women in the whole company and we're good. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, Please. Tony Storm and Serena Deeb had a fucking banger this week on Dynamite. Um but I wanted to talk about like the segment in general. Like, yeah, so you had Paige, she comes out, she starts talking to the crowd, crowd's really hot for it, and then she kind of you know, she's taking a little bit long, she's kind of dragging, you don't really know where the promo's going, but eventually she's like, I was the women's revolution in WWE, I'm gonna be the women's revolution in AEW, which is something that we've been talking about for a long time, years at this point now on the show. But you know, you know, it felt nice to finally be like, okay, they're addressing it. You know, like I'll roll with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it it's very weird. She's like, so bring them out, bring out the ladies, and Tony Storm walks out, and then all the women walk out with her. Which Willow Nightingale's there. She's not even like officially signed to the company. 
uh, who else was with her? Uh, Athena's with her. Someone. Oh man, who else was with her? Someone else there. Jamie. No, it wasn't Jamie here. It was. Oh, fuck. I don't know who was there. But you know, a bunch of the baby faces walk out. It's very I'm awkward. Gonna be a lover kit, man. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, Soraya is basically saying like, "Okay, let me introduce the women to you now. Uh, everyone, here's the the women's champion, Tony Storm. The the women, the woman who's been on week every week for the past eight weeks. You know, it's like we know who Tony Storm is. Like this feels like so like awkward and embarrassing. The fact that it was like." Mm-hmm. You've got to parade her out here like we don't watch the show and we don't know who she is. And then for like, I get what she was trying to do and trying to like be really nice and put a friend over to be like, and Tony Storm, the greatest women or the greatest AW champion of all time. Yo, her reign just started like three weeks ago. Um, yeah, being something like that when you've got champions in the company like the Lucha Bros, the Young Bucks, FTR been champion, like Kenny Omega's been a champion, John Moxley's on the greatest run, and it's like <laughs> that in like the crowd. And even then, in that division, Rip Baker, yeah, even the in that best. division, she's not even the greatest, yeah, yeah, yeah but it just but... I, it felt, I felt bad for Tony Storm because it's like you get what you're trying to do here, and you're trying to put Tony Storm over, but like. The crowd did, was not into that. They um, they no. booed it, and then it's and then it's weird. So like the heels come out right, and it's Britt Baker. Uh, the Britt Baker honestly in this segment like was on fire. To be, I know a lot. Of, I know it's popular to shit on Britt Baker, but you got to yeah. give her credit where it's due. Like she was, I Britt Baker care. Oh, and Raul's gone, but uh, I'll, I'll continue saying what I was saying. Uh, Britt Baker really fucking like carried this segment. I feel like her line of. Because Paige comes out, she's super nervous. She drops the I'm back line, you know, her famous catchphrase. And Britt Baker comes out and she says, you know, you got to be something more than like gimmicks and catchphrases. And that's why I'm the DMD. And I just, it popped me huge. The fact that Britt Baker's out here saying like, you got to be more than a catchphrase. It immediately just drops your catchphrase. Um, but Paige, you know, she says, okay, we'll bring out Serena D. You know, we got Tony Storm here. We're going to have a match right here, right now. We get into the match. It's a lumberjack match for some reason. Jamie Hayter standing there. Oh, more over than anyone. It feels like she's more over than anyone in the ring. You've got Jamie Hayter standing there. The crowd is getting so bored with what everyone else is doing that they just start chanting Jamie Hayter because Jamie Hayter is the most over thing in this women's division. And they they fucked up and they need to put the belt on her like ASAP, like yesterday. Um, but but it's, I feel bad for Willow because now they're putting Willow and Jamie Hayter against each other. And it's like, Willow is also like, I've been saying for a long time, Willow is a generational talent. Like she's going to be, she's going to be massive one day in professional wrestling. Like keep coming back to this. Willow Nightingale is one of the greatest charismatic wrestlers of all time. Like genuinely, like when, when she walks out there, she lights up the room. I can't wait for that to, for her to get her moment one day. But to put her against Jamie Hayter, I feel bad because um, Jamie Hayter's got to turn babyface soon. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I'm just, you know, I feel like apparently there was a lot of people shitting on this segment this week. And it wasn't amazing. But giving the women 30 minutes of television on Dynamite, we, we've never seen that. So I feel like mm-hmm. the fact that everyone's just finding something to shit on instead of looking for the good in the segment, you know. The good in the segment, Britt Baker looked awesome. Jamie Hayter's over. Tony Storm and Serena Deeb had a fucking awesome match. You know, like there's lots, there's lots to be excited about here, but it's also like you've got the looming crowd, the looming cloud that is Thunder Rosa. Like, what's gonna happen when Thunder Rosa comes back? I don't really know. I don't think Thunder Rosa knows. I feel like that's part of why she's not back yet. Um yeah, so it's it's really interesting. Soraya's an AW, guys. So we'll see. See how it goes. We'll see how it plays. I'm going to let it play out. You know, like, I feel like, and and she's so aware of herself, too. So, like, obviously, she's going to take whatever didn't work this week, and she's going to, she's going to switch it up next week. You know, she's not used to this environment. You know, it's very Exactly. Exactly. Very, like, being at a WWE show and being at an AEW show are not even the same experience. Mm -hmm. It's very different. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like she's coming from a place where she had her promos written written already. Like she already knew what she had to say. Over here, she kind of has to do it a little differently. And um, 
it's going to take time for her to kind of get used to it. And I, I mean, like I said, I didn't think it was a terrible segment. I just, I, I thought it was awkward. I thought it was awkward and it was weird yeah. the way that they kind of do it. And, but if anybody remembers when the actual women's revolution started on the main roster, like, you know, it was something that built was building, you know, you know, we, 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 we don't get, we didn't get that. What's it called? Um, um, we didn't get the, the Becky, Sasha, and um, Charlotte debuted right out the gate. Like, no, we we had, we started by, like, them giving the women more than five minutes on the matches. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of what's going to happen. But I, I think I, I think that what's it called? Uh, also just props for them to finally address the fact that, like, yeah, we know we have a bad, what's it called, women's division, that we haven't been paying attention to it. So that's why I'm glad that we have Soraya, who hopefully will be, like, a mentor and be somebody who can actually start to, like, change the shift a bit. Just... Let's learn from this week and let's do it better next week. Cause yeah, that was a weird and awkward segment to start it like that. It was, yeah. Cause Tony Khan's a numbers guy. He doesn't give the women time because the women don't draw. If he just throws Sarai in every women's segment for the rest of the year, like which I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure is going to happen. It is what it is, but at least it's getting the women on TV and hopefully that's going to get the women over. And when the women get over, you're going to bring more ratings in. So, you know, ho- hopefully it's all a win-win. You know, I'm I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing how it goes, man. But uh, I, there's something that I'm curious to see how you, you're looking forward to seeing how it goes. Because I'm like, I have a feeling how you feel about this. I know how I feel about this. But let's, no, I, let's I get into it. I think you know it. how I feel. Though. Let's get into this, man. Yeah. The ring, the ring of Jericho, the Ocho, the eight time is here, man. Chris Jericho. Uh, Grand Slam last weekend, of course, kicked off with the Ring of Honor World Championship match. Claudio Castagnoli lost his Ring of Honor World Championship to Chris Jericho in a not honorable manner. You know, Jericho brought out Floyd, the bat, to nail him in the balls. And, you know, you know how Jericho does these things. You know, he beat he beat Claudio for the Ring of Honor World title. Um, Raul, man, how do you feel about it? Bro, I'm look. I understand why they're doing it. I understand why, you know, it's gonna get some eyes on Ring of Honor. Also, I have a feeling that this is probably them going to unify the Pure Championship and the World the World uh, World Heavyweight Ring of Honor Championship, and they will be mm. Daniel Garcia who beats what's it called Chris Jericho. I also and, agree with that. I, yeah, I think that's where it's going so, too. So that's why I don't. I'm not too mad at it. I'm not like too what's it called salty about it. I was just like, come on, man. I'm sorry, man. I haven't been enjoying Jericho, bro. Ever since the Jericho Appreciation Society started, and like, like I know you really liked that match with Claudio. I was like, this is okay. I was like, this wasn't a great match. Like, I thought I was it was a really good match. I didn't love it. Like, it wasn't incredible, but it was really yeah, good. no, I, I know. Like I said, like I know you liked it. I was just like, it was alright. It was alright. But like, I don't know. I look. I'm I'm into this right now because I have a feeling I know where it's going, and that's what I want to see. I want to see what's it called because. They kind of hinted to it in that segment with Brian where Daniel was about to say it, like, you know, I'm going to, you know, he's going to be like, I don't want to be part of this anymore. I want to be my own thing. And what's called, of course, Brian came, what's it called? Uh, Chris Jericho stopped him. And, you know, what's it called? Um, look, Brian comes out, right? So I have a feeling that they're going to do, they're pretty much just going to unify the pure and the, um, and the world title. And they're going to make one and it's going to be Daniel Garcia who beats him, which, I fucking love Daniel Garcia. I I, I want to see that, that man put a damn good match against Wheeler Yuta for that title. And I think if anybody's going to beat Jericho, it's going to be fucking Wheeler. I mean, not Wheeler. I'm sorry. It's going to be fucking Daniel Garcia. Yeah. I, I saw Daniel Garcia wrestle live last year uh, against Jay White, <laughs> which damn. is, yeah, man. Like, thinking damn. of thinking... Thinking about how I got to see Jay White wrestle Daniel Garcia in front of a crowd like that was like less than 200 people, and to see where like Jay White went this year with Forbidden Door, and to see where like Daniel Garcia is now with the storyline, like it's always really awesome to see like how far people get to go in wrestling in such a short amount of time. Uh, literally, like I, I I got to like sit right in front of them, and like no no one gave a fuck about Daniel Garcia at the time. And now he's like one of the most overacts in AEW, so that's awesome. But I gotta be honest, man. I tried to hate it for so long, but I fucking love 
everything that the Jericho Appreciation Society has done. Like, <laughs> I fucking love the Jericho Appreciation Society. I don't give a shit. I think 2.0 is fucking incredible. I think Anna J screaming, I'll choke you out, is one of the funniest things that I've ever seen. I think Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti are the two most unlikable pieces of shit in professional wrestling. Like, genuinely, like, I, I don't fucking like them at all. Them making out for three hours a week is too much, but it's great heat. Jake Hager's not even having bad matches. Like, his match with Claudio was actually kind of awesome. His match with Danielson wasn't that bad either. Like, good for Hager. Um, I feel like they use him. Pro- J- Jake Hager is one of the few guys that AEW uses perfectly. He only's had, like, what, like, five matches in the company, but, like, only one of them has really sucked. Um, you know, I, I, you know, it's getting Daniel Garcia over, which is the point of what this thing is. I think just Chris Jericho's in a Renaissance man. Like I just, I, you know, his, even from his match with Kingston's year revolution was kind of awesome. Like Chris Jericho's awesome, man. Like giving him give, especially after the way that all out went, man, like give Jericho another, another world title reign just to kind of reward him for the way that he brought everything in and kind of reeled everything in with all the madness that happened at all out. Oh yeah. And if this is being used to, and this is the most entertaining storyline that ring of honor has had in decades, by the way, I would like genuinely. So like people being upset about this, like them being fully self-aware to the fact that they're like, this guy is the complete antithesis to what ring of honor is. And the funny thing is Chris Jericho is still one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. I feel like at any point in Jericho's career, him he could have held the Ring of Honor World Championship. So I, I don't know, man. Like, I'm really into it. His match with Bandito this week was fucking awesome. I need Bandito to watch it. was brother, you need to watch that match. Him at the end of it, like after he beat Bandito, like vowing to destroy Ring of Honor. He's gonna become everything that Ring of Honor isn't. He's gonna go through all the great Ring of Honor world champions to prove that he's the greatest. Like, and the funny thing is, like, kind of looking at the AW roster, it's kind of possible. You know what I mean? And like, I I, I threw a list together, dude. Like, yeah. next week, you know? Austin Aries versus Austin Aries versus. Oh Jericho. lord! <laughs> but but listen, man, Chris Jericho versus Samoa Joe. You could do that. You could have him fight Jay Briscoe if you wanted. You could have oh, yeah. a feud with. You could have bring Adam Cole back as a babyface. Adam Cole versus Jericho. Kyle O'Reilly versus Jericho. They're gonna do it, you know. They're gonna do it. Jay Lethal versus Jericho. Oh yeah. Give Christopher Daniel. Give Christopher Daniels a, a good rampage match with Chris Jericho for the for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Do that. Dalton Castle's there. You know, you could do Chris Jericho in like 2.0 versus Dalton and the boys and like a six man. Like I feel like that would be awesome. Um, Jericho versus Roosh. That would. Oh my God, Jericho versus Roosh, bro. Yeah, who just signed too. Who just signed to a full-time deal with AW? Like, come on. Like, you could do all those easy, man. Like, I'm into this storyline, man. I really am. And I want to see it go on for a long time. And I really hope that this does. And I I did note, too, you know, there's only eight champions. Those are eight champions. There's 13 weeks left in the year. If they want to do all this to build up to final battle in December, like, there's totally time to do something like this with him and him and Daniel Garcia. You know, because the moment that Daniel Garcia, like, turns on him, like, the, I'm talking the next three days, they got to put the title on him. Like, they got, like, I want to, like, I want to see Daniel Garcia's thumbs down moment from, oh, yeah. like, Batista, Batista and all that. Like, <laughs> like I, I want to see that, you know. <laughs> oh, I mean, man, I don't know. Because um, what's it called? I don't, I truly, I truly believe that Ring of Honor doesn't really need that pure championship. Like, what's it called? I don't, I don't even fucking understand why they have a pure championship. Um, I I don't think they really need the TV title too. Um, but no, if I've been gonna... saying for a while, unify the T, unify the ROH TV title and the TNT title. Yeah, just put it on one guy. Yeah, but um, let's go. If it all leads to Daniel Garcia beating Chris Jericho and becoming Ring of Honor World Champion, I'm 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 down. I'm down, down, down. Um, but we'll see how it goes, man. That's just the way My, it plays. See how it goes. Last and... Note for the week, man. I do have to, man. You do need to watch that Bandito match. Oh yeah, because... I know. I'm a Bandito guy, bro. Come on, I got to do it. I, I got to. I just yeah. Been Bandito's been work. awesome for a long time, but to see him get over to the degree that he got over in front of the AW crowd and 
you know, hearing that Tony Khan immediately offered him a full-time contract, brother, I don't want to see, I actually don't want to see Bandito in AEW because I'm not convinced that he's going to get TV time. I actually think that especially right now, Bandito going to WWE would be fantastic, dude. Like Bandito getting a run as the Intercontinental Champion sounds awesome, dude. Like do do a do a show down in Mexico, you know, have, have Bandito yeah. beat Gunther. Like imagine Bandito like pick does that spot where like he holds people up for like a minute and he does it with Gunther. Like that'd be fucking incredible. Fire Bandito bro. versus Ricochet, Van- Bandito versus Shinsuke, Apollo. Sami Zayn, Kofi Kingston, Bandito versus Sheamus. Like, come on, man. Like, I, I want to see all that happen, dude. Like, WWE needs to be on the phone with him yesterday if they aren't. Shout yeah, out, man. Shout out Bandito, bro. Bandito, yo, bro, I'm a Bandito guy, like I said. I, I love Bandito. So I, I just awesome. need to watch it. I need to watch it. I've just been, uh, what's it called? Uh, busy with the, uh, trying to get my job. <laughs> I had to put pressure on the job to get my, get my shit working. But, um, now that I've, I finally have it now, let's call the. Uh, I can sit down and watch this, this week's Dynamite and be able to check out that match because, like I said, I want to see what's up with Bandito. But, um, yeah, anything else? Um, uh, anything that we need, we need to talk about? Um, I know we have a pretty interesting angle going on with NXT with the uh, with Braun versus uh, Ilya Dragunov. And um, what's that? Other oh, really? Uh, what's his name? Oh, Can't Tyler. Remember, yeah, Tyler Bates. I don't think it's Tyler Bates, bro. It's so Tyler Breeze. Which guy is it? Fuck, man. What's his name? It's Halloween. It's gonna happen at Halloween Havoc. Which I know that Braun's probably gonna win, bro. But like, I would also fucking just pop hard if Dragonov wins. And I'm like, oh sh- shit. Yeah, Dragonov is like the perfect wrestling baby face. Like Dragonov is also a guy who like give Dragonov like five years and he's gonna be like. Like, I feel like he's going to catch on the way Brian Danielson did in WWE, where people are like, fuck, this dude's just a good wrestler. Oh, like, yeah. This dude's just a good fucking wrestler. And people oh, yes. are going to want to see it. Triple threat for the NXT Championship at Halloween uh, Havoc. It's Braun Breaker versus Ilya Dragunov and JD McDonald. Donna. JD McDonald. Oh, yeah. Boy. Who's yeah. that? I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, what's it called? One of the. Not to bury the guy. Apology. <laughs> Sorry, JD. I just I don't I don't watch the product, man. I'm not familiar yeah. with the territory. Yeah, this motherfucker was what's it called? You previously performed in NXT UK where he was a one-time and the longest reigning NXT cruiserweight champion. Oh, this motherfucker has a big this guy's a big deal. Um Good for him. but um yeah, I know what's it called. It's a triple threat. Uh, I live like the segment, and Braun's like, if I'm correct with my math, and I'm always correct. <laughs> you have a 33rd and a third chance. And he goes, and we're gonna make this a triple. And he brings up the mic and everybody goes, Threat! And he's yeah. like, I'll see you boys at Halloween Havoc. <laughs> and I was like, ah, the good old Steiner Mass. Steiner Mass, bro. Samoa uh, Joe. Samoa Joe. That's my favorite part of the whenever Samoa Joe. <laughs> I ain't a hard man to find. Yeah, I'm not a hard man to find. I'm not a hard man to find. I'm not a hard man to find. We need to get the actual fucking clip. (laughs) He has like the mannerisms and voice of Scott while having the face of Rick, bro. It's just like everything about him is like, all right, like the muscles is Scott. The voice is Scott. The mannerisms is Scott. But it's just the face. His face (laughs) is all Rick, bro. But yeah, man. I can't I can't wait to see that. Um somebody brought up that Mandy Rose. I think Mandy Rose said that she has the best knees in wrestling. That's funny. Uh that's funny when Kenny Kenny Omega exists. He's got the yeah, best like, knees in Yeah, but like Buddy Matthews and Kenny Omega would have to would have something to say about the yeah. best knees in wrestling, man. Yeah, yeah. So Buddy Matthews, by the way, interesting. All that all that all that house of black stuff's interesting, but you know, yeah. it's mental health stuff. I don't really feel like talking about it. No, no, what's it called? I, I, I want us to respect Malachi's privacy and not be one of those shows that just wants to put these things up. Make just money to, off of it. Fuck yeah, it. it's like, nah, man. But hope the guy yeah, does well. He's a generational talent. Fuck yeah, yeah. That's why I was kind of like, come on, guys. Everybody was thinking it was going to be Alistair. I'm like, no, dude. Like, dude, it's not even like, give him the time to like deal with this shit, bro. And y'all are just out here just doing this shit. It's just, it's annoying. But, um, yeah, man. I think that's it. I think that's all it. What's it called? Hey, Keon, what's up, man? Hey, the high flyer champ. 
You know what, man? You know what, man? Before we get the fuck out of here, bro. Bro, right there, man. Right there. Like John Cena, bro. Like John Cena. He's like, the champ is here. The champ is here. Enjoy it for now. I've enjoyed it. You all are living in my world now. This was my miracle. And And at Extreme Rules, well, Brad, you're just gonna have to find out what happens when you come against me. And at the end of the day, brother, you're falling in line like everybody else has. I love this thing. It feels great to hold it, man. That's been High Flyer Radio. And we will see you all next week for Extreme Rules when we do our watch along. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm excited because that card is freaking stacked. I'm fine. Like, Damn, it's been it's finally good. a good a good WWE B show. Yeah, man. Or would, yeah, it's like damn the gimmick pay per view is like usually not that great stuff, but you know what? One extreme rules like there was one extreme rules match on the card like last year. Yep. And now it's like every match on it is. We got a what is it? A good old fashioned Donnie Brook match. I don't know what that is, but I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, um, a fucking ladder match, a strap match. Um, got fight pit, the fight the fucking, pit. Yeah. Holy shit, man! Like, and, and we got it in the background. Uh, if I can find it before we get up out of here, man. But uh, you know, we we got our fight pit background. We're prepared for extreme rules. Yeah, prepared. I'm interested to see how this goes, but that's wild, bro. Um, God, I'm excited because then after this, what's it called? We're gonna have Crown Jewel, of course, and then we get Survivor Series, which is gonna be what's it called? War Games now. So fuck yeah. I'm excited to see where this all goes. And uh, without further ado, though, it's been a lot of fun, y'all. You'll see me again tonight at 8.30. We're going to be talking about She-Hulk and Andor. So we're going to do those reviews. But in the meantime, of course, stick with me on everything that are Chicano. But see me again today at 8.30. Uh, Aiden, what's it called? Um, just, I mean, we already plugged it, right? Next week, Extreme Rules. Yep. Find Next, out. Uh, Oct- October 8th, Extreme Rules, 5.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Extreme Rules Watch Along, the Certified Badass, taking on the man right here, the High Flyer Radio Champion Commissioner, for the first time ever in a non-title battle for the commissionership. The winner, whoever wins the match, is the High Flyer Radio Commissioner. Uh, I don't know I don't know what's going to happen when corporate comes back. I don't know what, what hell there is going to be to pay. But but will Raul get his first ever win, and will it be over his his longtime rival Brad? I don't I don't know, man. Will Brad become the new High Flyer Radio Commissioner? Find out next time on High Flyer Radio. Yeah, find out if I'm employed, or I'm employed. Yeah, like I said, I'm the moment. I'm the changing of the tides. I am the revolution, whatever you want to call it. This means that I am the most important thing in this division. And that has been High Flyer Radio. And of course, don't tap out. Tune in. I was on call for Keon.